Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. If Trump fans love freedom, they should love net neutrality by Clint Finley. Imagine a world where Comcast slows video streaming from Fox News' website to a pixelated crawl while boosting Rachel Maddow, who happens to star on Comcast-owned MSNBC. What if Verizon, which owns the liberal Huffington Post, charged you more to visit right-wing Breitbart? Or maybe Google Fiber bans access to the alt-right social network Gab? Today, it's illegal to impose tiered pricing on any Internet content, thanks to the FCC's net neutrality rules. But if Republicans have their way, those rules will soon disappear, leaving companies like Comcast and Verizon free to block, throttle, or charge a toll to access your favorite websites and apps. The principle of net neutrality asserts that Internet service providers should treat all Internet traffic the same way, regardless of a site's content or owner, or its politics. Under the FCC's net neutrality rules, your cell phone carrier can't stop you from using Skype on your data plan. Your home broadband provider can't slow Netflix to a crawl. And neither can stop you from visiting all the conservative websites you want. Broadband providers probably wouldn't openly discriminate against content on a purely political basis. After all, that wouldn't be politic. But most of them already favor their own content in one way or another, thanks to loopholes in the existing rules. And that should worry the very conservatives actively seeking to dismantle net neutrality now that a Democratic president no longer stands in their way. To appreciate just how partisan net neutrality has become, look no farther than Ted Cruz. This past week, he once again called the FCC's rules Obamacare for the Internet. President Trump, whose rise to power the Internet largely facilitated, takes his own issue with net neutrality, sticking to a now popular conservative talking point against the principle. 
Net neutrality is the fairness doctrine, Donald Trump tweeted in 2014, will target conservative media. But equating the two gets both wrong. The FCC adopted the Fairness Doctrine in 1949 to require that broadcasters present both sides of news stories. The end of that rule in 1987 enabled the rise of right-wing talk radio shows such as the Rush Limbaugh Show. But unlike the Fairness Doctrine, the FCC's net neutrality rules don't dictate what content websites or apps can or can't publish. Quite the opposite. Instead of insisting that carriers include specific points of view, it bans them from excluding any legal content subscribers may wish to access. Net neutrality and the Fairness Doctrine are comparable only because of their FCC origins, but the neutrality of net neutrality hardly requires a politically neutral point of view. Yes, conservatives also make more traditional laissez-faire fiscal arguments against net neutrality. They worry the FCC's rules will limit the number of ways that telcos can make money, which could drive up Internet prices and reduce investment in infrastructure to make the Internet better. The Internet has flourished because it's an environment free of meddlesome and burdensome regulation, Cruz said during last week's Senate hearing. But the Internet is more than just access providers. It's also the live streams and news apps, social networks, and podcasts to which the Internet provides access. The Internet has flourished in part because the entrepreneurs behind these sites and services could innovate without seeking permission from Internet service providers. Once you build your website or app and put it online, anyone with Internet access can reach it. You don't have to cut a separate deal with each and every Internet access provider in the country. That model is already under threat today, even under current rules. Most major wireless carriers already allow certain apps and sites to bypass subscribers' data limits, a process called zero rating. Verizon and AT&T both zero-rate their own video streaming services while allowing other companies to pay to have their content zero-rated. T-Mobile, meanwhile, allows select music and video streaming companies to zero-rate their offerings for free. Now, let's say you're an entrepreneur who just launched a new video streaming service. You want to be the next Netflix, but to be competitive, you have to strike zero rating deals with each carrier. Even if you have the money, it erects a barrier to entry. So much for permissionless innovation. The FCC's net neutrality rules don't explicitly ban zero rating, but the practice offers some insight into the ways that broadband providers can create obstacles that advantage some media companies over others. Suddenly, the idea of content unable to break through because of deals struck on the side starts to seem less unlikely. Conservatives didn't always oppose net neutrality. In 2005, the Republican-led FCC approved a policy statement vowing to protect consumers' ability to access any legal Internet content without interference from broadband providers. In 2008, the GOP-led commission ordered Comcast to stop discriminating against BitTorrent traffic on its network. Many conservative critics couch their net neutrality criticism in objections to the FCC's 2015 reclassification of broadband providers as de facto utilities, 
a decision that gave the agency the legal authority to impose net neutrality rules, saying it was a power grab by the agency. But back in 2002, the late arch-conservative Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia argued that broadband should have been considered a common carrier all along. So what's changed? For one thing, the telco industry has stepped up its lobbying spending since the early 2000s. But the shift also reflects the broader polarization of U.S. politics. Both the FCC and Congress have become more polarized in recent years. President Obama favored net neutrality, which means conservatives have to oppose it. But just as the backlash against plans to repeal Obamacare itself have shown, Republicans may find trying to unwind net neutrality less popular than they think. Americans tend to see Internet access as an extension of their First Amendment freedoms. They can say and see what they want online. If they have to start paying more for one kind of political speech over another, they likely won't stay neutral at all. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.